I can bring it then. I'll do okay. it on 15. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Susan, and I'm here with Greg, my podcast, or I guess my co-podcaster, and we are with Am I Wrong for Thinking This? So today, we're going to bring you some topics, and we hope that you're going to enjoy them. And again, just to let you know that we kind of shoot from the hip, and we don't plan anything. We pretty much come up with a topic, and then we just start talking. So um, uh, let's get let's get started. What is our topic, Greg? Oh, what's on your mind today? <laughs> what's on your mind today is that our topic no 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 I was asking you Um, oh what's on my mind I don't know Um, what's um let's 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 talk about the um when we when we ended our last podcast we were going to talk about is it a riot versus is it a protest you may remember that we we quote unquote yes. tease and that's an in- industry term we tease the listeners with with that topic for for this this episode so right. let's get into that all right so we also i think you also brought up when we were talking about it there was other terminology where you said that in the news the cubans when they protested in the streets they were called something and it was positive i can't remember what it was compared to the other protests which I chimed in and said oh do you mean the riots which is the conversation we're about to have but they were called something else what did they term them who the the people protesting um last summer I think it was last summer yeah they were called thugs they were thugs, called, okay yeah they were, yeah yeah thugs so, um ne'er-do-wells actually that's probably not a term that's coming i don't even know what that word is ne'er do wells thugs um and thugs is always to me um i would i would rather be called well if i had my rathers i'd probably rather not be called either but to me the word thug is more expensive to me than and i'll i'll just say the n-word even though it doesn't bother me to say it or hear it I, I would rather be called the N-word if I've got to be called one of those derogatory terms than I right. would a thug. Because thug is such a sly bit of racism on the part of a racist. Because yeah, you can use the word thug and everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. It's kind of like saying urban. Yeah. You know, if, if you talk about the urban area, then then you're talking about a place that probably has an MLK Boulevard. Mm -hmm. With apologies to Chris Rock, that's probably the most dangerous street (laughs) and the most unpeaceful street in the neighborhood is MLK Boulevard. (laughs) But, I mean, when you use those those sly terms like thug and urban and, and things like that, we know what you mean. So just say it. So you're saying, you're saying whenever you... When we hear the word thug, we visualize a black person who is, are you saying a black person or just someone who is not doing anything in society? No, I, I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm specifically calling out politicians here, okay? And, and I'm calling out politicians and, and cowardly talk radio hosts who use the word thugs because politicians will speak to a group of their constituents and they'll say, we're going to end this thuggish behavior. And we're going to to stop this thuggish behavior. And and you know, the former guy in the White House 
he was notorious for using the word thugs. And I he was, was <laughs> I was about I was about I'm sitting here thinking like when did I ever hear the word thug growing up? I never really heard that word and the only thing that comes into my head and we're all honest I voted for Trump both times but I think of Trump saying the word thug. I don't remember the word really being used a lot outside of Trump using it. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh-huh. when he talked when he talked about the NFL players, he referred to the NFL players who who kneeled and protested. Um, he police. called them thugs. Yeah, like that, that was his favorite line. Those thugs. I think that and was one of his it, words. When he wasn't when he wasn't calling them SOBs, it was one of his words, and it is one of his words, and it's one of his words to refer to what he considers to be unruly black people. I mean, let's well, be honest. I think he also used that line and that terminology and when he would talk about um, illegal immigrants when something sure. would happen. Sure. And so that's, I think that's where I heard it the most. But honestly, when I hear thug, I think I, I, see, I usually visualize someone black first than anybody else. And I yeah. don't think that's because of trump using it in the last whatever i think it's just a term that even though i didn't hear it and say i never said it as a kid but, but um, you, you you kind of contradicted yourself because yeah. earlier you said when have i really when did i really hear that word and then you said trump <laughs> right but i'm saying i don't i knew the word existed before then i just that's just gonna be what's in my mind hearing him he when you say po- politically when you say well, anything, that's who I heard it from the most. And probably because sure. it stands out, I'm like, you can't call anybody a thug. So I, I well, just don't think you could do that from a podium anywhere. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that you can. And politicians who are playing, who are tossing red meat, and, and it's typically, in my view, it's typically conservative politicians. Those conservative politicians are throwing red meat to their base. And their base are these same people that are sharing you know, racist memes on Facebook, hiding behind sometimes the anonymity of Facebook to share these racist memes. And and so that's who they're talking to when they use words like thug and, you know, thuggish or use terms like thuggish behavior. Yeah. And but so I just, I don't think, I don't think that terminology. And honestly, I think terminology has changed so much. And if you want to put it on Trump, you can. But it was happening a little bit before him within social media. Nope, no, no, yeah. Wait, no, you're <laughs> no, right. No, stop. I'm saying let's be clear. I'm not okay. just putting it on Trump. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. he used it a lot. He took he it did. and ran with it. Okay, but he did take it. But that's also his personality. If you took him out of the White House, that's just him. He's gonna f bomb all over the place. He's gonna say thug. He's gonna. He has that extreme personality. Which, which we voted is in and peculiar behavior to. for God's chosen person. <laughs> well, I never but hey, whatever. He person. made David a king. I mean, yeah. Well, he did make David a king and he was a wonderful king. He wasn't a very nice man, but he was also a man after God's own heart. So we're not going to go down that road. But I never said, I know that you're quoting. Oh, but I think we have to. <laughs> I think you are quoting, when you throw out one of those quotes, which is you lobbying it to lobbying l-o-b-b-i-n-g to your base of like god's chosen man i know some preachers and some religious people have said that god chose him um i don't know i mean i, no, I don't well, know here's but, an interesting thing about the guy that used to be in the white house he wasn't the one saying that 
Oh, I don't think he was either. Were the ones saying that. Well, that's what I mean. That religious, the religious part. I know, and that's fine. But I think that. I mean, I mean, I don't. They waited around for August thirteenth, like the second coming of Jesus Christ, because they thought that that guy was going to ascend back into the White House. No, I okay. I don't even want to talk about how big. (laughs) everybody showed up for obama either like it was huge so we're not going to go compare the two right now and well see you you i think we have to now i think we're gonna <laughs> no, have we to don't. put a, we're gonna have to put a pin in, in the right versus protest and let, let's talk about this okay so you're saying you said everybody showed up for obama right I am reacting, which is not an appropriate thing to do to your comment about God's chosen man, which is a very specific thing spoken by a lot of conservatives and super right-wing conservative Christians and religious people that I just take offense to it because that's not what I said. Now, do I think that God plays a part in everything. Yes. Am I glad Trump was voted in the first time over Hillary Clinton? Yes. Different podcast. But (laughs) that is definitely not to say that I think he's God's chosen person. I think most Christians would take offense to that. (laughs) See, I would, I would have disagreed. I mean, I would have agreed with you that most Christians would have taken offense to that the first go around. I, I would think that most people, most Christians probably said he's just the lesser of two evils. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but then I believe the second go around, he showed people what he was and people still went ahead and kind of gave him a pass for, for who he was and, and what he had said and what he had done. I mean, you know. Well, I think, I think a lot of people voted in familiarity versus is this other one not going to make it through? I think that was, it was still a lesser of two evils. Can you name me one presidential election that wasn't the lesser of two evils? Um, yes. Which William one? William Taft. <laughs> okay, I don't know enough about that one to disagree with you. Well, I'm going to go Teddy Roosevelt because I like Teddy, but <laughs> but like now, well, he, I guess he was okay except for the the massacre that over on San Juan Hill. I guess if you if you x oh. that off his resume, then he was an okay, likable guy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I just like, I got to, am I wrong for thinking this thing in my head? And I'm like, do I say it or not? Yes, you say it because that's the entire premise of the podcast. (laughs) There's so many white presidents. It's like, I got nothing because every single one does something wrong. So every white president does something wrong. I will say this. Not only are there so many (laughs) white presidents, but there are so many white male presidents male presidents but we I know mean, they're all male like it's a constant up until 45 and one if you're a white male <laughs> that's good enough to play in the sec <laughs> i'm guessing so unless they choose their own broadcasting system so okay technically if you just want to get persnickety about it you're like 45 <laughs> I, and a half and a half because obama was actually a mixed race president he was. I don't yeah. like to get persnickety though. That's your <laughs> department. <laughs> okay. 
so let's can we move on from God's chosen people? This and- has actually been a pretty good <laughs> podcast for the first 12 minutes if I do say I so myself. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one. And we're keeping with our tradition that we never talk about what we tease exactly. <laughs> the week before. And we but- she's she's trying to maneuver us back to to the protest, right? I so guess. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you yeah. run with it. Go ahead. I'm gonna run I'm gonna with the protest. And, yeah, I'm gonna let you 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 get us back on track. Okay, so let's at least try, even though that was actually pretty fun. Um, I think that you asked me at the end of, I don't know if it was episode four, um, we're in episode six. So a couple episodes ago, we started out with, but never really talked about, um, you kind of threw this, you always throw this firecracker at me at the end. And you're like, so what do you think about uh, the protesters or who were black? It was more black protesters that were called thugs and criminals versus the Cuban protesters who were called, you know, saviors and awesome. I don't know what the word that they used. And, and I, I sat there for a minute because everything that goes through my head is, is very quick because I'm like, take it from every angle. What is he really asking? Cause it's Greg. So I'm always like, what's he really asking? <laughs> and then where's the gotcha? Then, <laughs> there's no gotcha. <laughs> like where's the gotcha? And so no I'm gotcha. try, because I'm such a, there has to be a gotcha with that because it's such a heated topic and it's in the news so much. I'm like, what am I going to say that's right or wrong? And at the end of the moment of my head going super fast in 20 different places, I was like, well, I think they're both wrong for being in the middle of the street. Why would you stop traffic anywhere? And so I sit with that for a couple of minutes. And then I actually think of, of, of the other marches like in Montgomery, like with um, Martin Luther King Jr. Where I'm like, okay, that was different. Like I have that visual in my head. And so then I, I just try and go everywhere of trying to figure out what's right with it. What's wrong with it. And I'm like, I don't think there's anything right now. Okay. With running in the streets and stopping traffic and getting in the way of people and not letting them drive through. That's all I have. Cause I haven't read either article. I haven't read any of it. All I have the visual of is because my news feeds, <laughs> which I'm trying to change. I change now, but back then was, it was just showing people looting and people vandalizing and people burning down buildings. And I'm like, that doesn't seem okay either, but you actually had a response for that as well. And, and I'm like, just based on what I've learned and who I am and how I've kind of been taught to respond and be is different because I've always had a voice in a way. And so that would just be stupid to walk down the middle of the road and tell someone to stop. Like, I don't understand why you would do that, but that's, and I don't like the word you use stupid just because I'm a different person. And I'm like, for me, that would be bad. Right. Um, so that's all I had. Like, I think my issue is I didn't have anything deeper for you except, well, I think both didn't work out very well. Well, so here, here's, here's the first shot. I agree with you completely. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, I see absolutely no no purpose in stopping traffic and, and holding up traffic, people trying to get to work, people trying to, to carry on with their daily lives. I, I don't agree with the spontaneous protest that shuts down traffic and lying in the street stopping traffic because in my mind, that accomplishes really nothing other than to basically antagonize um, 
the people you're protesting against more and to alienate a potential ally such as yourself. All right, because you're seeing this and you're like, well, this this is just dumb. What are you doing? You know, and it kind of makes you go, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. I want to I want to support you. Um, I will say that there is probably a place for organized um, marches. And, and I think that that bore fruit in Selma, Alabama. And mm-hmm. I, I think when you go through the proper channels and you apply to the city for a permit to, to have a peaceful assembly, which is enshrined in the U.S. Constitution, the right to assemble, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's right up there with the 10 big ones. But I, I think just, you know, fly by night protests where people are, are shutting down major arteries just to be out there protesting with no real aim or goal for the protest. Yeah, I, I, I think that's stupid. And I'll say stupid because I use that word. <laughs> um, and so here's the catalyst for that right right before um that last podcast we had taken a trip to new york and i did something i had never done on my trips to new york is i got on one of those sightseeing bus because when you have a opinionated strong-willed daughter and she says that she wants to get on the sightseeing <laughs> bus you you get hustled get on, on the street by the guy and you get on the sightseeing bus and so Interestingly enough, it was it was pretty neat, and I you know we're riding around, we're seeing sight, and then this is during the time that the um, Cuban um, heritage people had where they were protesting, and and I think that they still are to some extent. They were protesting the conditions in Cuba, and it struck me as odd that you know people were riding by, honking and cheering. Now this is New York, so it's a little more liberal there for the most part. but it, it struck me as, as passing strange that depending on who's doing the protesting, there's, there's actually probably a different reaction from the public at large, mainly because of the past two or three years and the protests that have occurred um, and the way that things get misframed. And, and I'm going to circle back around to, to the former guy in the White House and how the narrative became they're protesting the national anthem. And the truth of the matter is, is that that protest by sports stars was never intended to protest the national anthem. It was intended to protest police brutality. Right. That that was the catalyst for for the so-called protest, which wasn't really a protest. It was just a guy taking the knee for the national anthem is how it started. And then it was blown way out of proportion by media on both sides, whether it's conservative media, whether it's liberal media, whether it's the so-called mainstream media, which is neither um, (laughs) because it's it's not media and they're not mainstream and it's it's not media, it's entertainment. But that narrative was was reframed and and i think that the same thing kind of happened with the protests after the murders of eric garner and george floyd and that's just been so many i've lost track of the names but i think those protests the genesis of those protests 
was not necessarily Black Lives Matter. Those genesis was, hey, you got to stop just randomly killing people. Killing people. And, and it's not, it wasn't just the concept of you got to stop killing Black people, but it's not a good look for police officers to use excessive force on anyone. But again, the media reframed all of that. And then, of course, the protest gets hijacked. And all of a sudden, um, the other side has a villain. And then right. and those protests during the summers against police brutality, the villain became Black Lives Matter. Now, mm-hmm. they tried to make the villain Antifa. And the problem with making the villain Antifa is that the fallacy of that is that Antifa literally means anti-fascism. And so if you go all the way back to World War II, all of those World War II veterans that you see, thankfully you still see some walking around with their veteran of World War, those were all Antifa because they were fighting fascism over in, in Europe. So that didn't really pan out. And so Black Lives Matter became the boogeyman. And I just thought it was passing strange that when you have protests like the Cuban people protesting, you don't really have that boogeyman. And then it dawns on me, ah, because those people typically vote in in that base. I mean, that's a, you know, we don't want to do a deep dive into the history of Cuba, but there are two distinct groups of, of Cuban Americans, I think. And the Cuban Americans that mostly reside in Miami, those are probably of, of Spanish descent, and those are a lot more conservative Cubans than perhaps the ones that were not able to get off the island, so to speak. And, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about the Cuban descent to even figure out politically where they would be. And we're in College Station, Texas, and we drove by, and there was a Cuban protesting going on the side of the road we were on our way to eat, get some chicken <laughs> and I was like hey they're protesting and I was like I don't know what they're protesting and then we saw Cuba and this and I honestly was like what I know I understand the history of Cuba and everything but I don't understand what's going on and so mm-hmm. I, I really don't I didn't know I didn't understand what the purpose was um, and I think we looked it up or the kids started to but we just kind of I was like okay so I didn't have a lot, but they were standing on the side doing what they want to do. And I'm like, hey, they have a purpose. I'm in Bastrop currently right now with my job. And we've got protests over on the bridge. And Bastrop has got their own little, we've had, we got Republicans out there, which I'm assuming they are because they're protesting or saying, hey, whatever. And then you've got the Rodney But King. what are they, what are they protesting? Like, they were, they were, I was. In Bastrop, Texas. They, <laughs> they're what not, could you possibly end it by? They're they're not protest. They weren't protesting. They were more so go out and vote. So they're like saying vote for Trump. But Bastrop's a little bit unique to me in the sense of um, it as a conservative growing up more conservative and being in an oil town conservative town um, where one of the presidents or two came from for Republicans. Um, to me, this town is much more liberal than any areas around Texas. So I see it as it's much more liberal town and it might just be more equal. Is um, that I because don't it's close enough to Austin that you have I some would assume so. from, yeah. from Austin? Yeah, I, I would assume so um, because Austin's more liberal to me than sure. any of the other Absolutely. towns. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. But I kind of want to get back to the whole, um, just the mainstream media and them like listening to you talk. I would rather listen and hear because I remember why the, the, um, football NFL stuff started happening. I mean, I remember all of it and I remember it being about police brutality. Um, made did it and and I didn't care for I mean I don't know once I really read it I was like okay so why didn't we just leave this alone let him protest let him have his 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 say he's not my favorite person um I don't think I care for him very much just because I don't care for loud protesters well Colin Kaepernick yeah because I see okay let, let me stop you right there time out well you have characterized him and I just I'm just trying to figure out why you have drawn this opinion of Colin Kaepernick okay because okay. you characterized him as you said I don't quote and if if I remember your quote correctly I'm getting old um care for and, him or agree with yeah, him no, you said or... you said quote I don't care for loud protesters well that's I was yeah because I was quick to go ah, I don't question how I have to describe him but I have to describe him because you always pick up on but my you, comments can you, yeah can you tell me why you describe him as a loud protester well that's what I kind of started wondering as you were talking because I remember reading about him talking to someone who is military or someone who was white and saying I support what you just did and so then he did more of it and maybe all the mainstream media hijacked it and then I started seeing the conservative side and it's like, oh, it's the national anthem. And then it's like, oh, you're, you're being mean to military. Oh, my dad was in the military and now you're taking a knee and not standing for him. And I'm like, I just, I was like, and then I remember the Nike commercials coming out and I didn't really support the whole jumping on the bandwagon of, then it became for America against America. And so in the end, I'm like, I guess he's just kind of wanting to whine and complain and be against America. I, it's like there's so much I don't understand what his purpose was and then there were socks that had pigs on them so these okay. are all the things I'm just bringing out that I remember and that's all I know right so so <laughs> let's it. dissect all of that let's go all the way back to when he first started protesting okay, okay. when he first started protesting no one noticed so he protested he for an entire season the previous year the same exact way, no one said a word, no one noticed. It was only one time that the camera panned to Colin Kaepernick and he was taking a knee during the national anthem and then the news media made it a story. He had not said a word about it. It was only his own personal conviction that made him take his knee. Nate Boyer, who was a decorated special forces soldier who was also an NFL player, he and Nate Boyer had a conversation and Nate said, or actually Kaepernick was, he was like, he was doing a different protest and Boyer went to him and said, hey, what you're doing may be disrespectful to the flag. Why don't you take a knee instead? And I'll support you taking a knee as yeah. opposed to turning your back on the flag or whatever Kaepernick was doing. And again, he did that for an entire season before he started taking the knee and then he started taking the knee upon the advice of, of all people, a decorated U S special forces soldier. Okay. Who supported him. 
Because right, I Kaepernick remember that. explained to him, I'm not anti-America. I love America. I'm not anti-soldier. I'm not anti-flag. I'm anti-police brutality. This is my own personal protest. So then the media jumped on it and it became a quote-unquote hot topic. And then it became red meat for the other side. So the other side starts tossing this red meat out to their base saying, can you believe he's doing this? And then you have people on on Fox News and there you have these opinion shows like Tucker Carlson, you have Laura Ingram calling him un-American and, and all of this stuff. And then you have people on MSNBC championing him as a hero. And then you have Colin Kaepernick who's saying, I'm taking a knee. And so yeah. then his contract is up with the San Francisco 49ers and he's effectively blackballed from the NFL. Can't get a job anywhere. And they are now the NFL is the top 1% of all players who play mm-hmm. football. Okay. Only the top 1% ever make it to the NFL. And of those 1% that make it to the NFL, some of them are trash, especially at the quarterback position. And there was some trash out on the field playing quarterback in the NFL who Colin Kaepernick was clearly better than, but he couldn't get a job because he had been so stigmatized and so demonized. So then comes the guy in the White House at that time. And the guy in the White House at that time says, this will whip him up into a frenzy. He's protesting, get those SOBs out of there. Get those SOB out of there. Get those thugs out of there. And then it became not only a patriotic issue, but it became a race issue. And so fast forward, and more people are jumping on the bandwagon saying, oh, I'm going to take a knee too. Now, did those people have the same pure motives that Carbon, Colin Kaepernick had? Some did. Some probably didn't. So if you're Colin Kaepernick and a major sports shoe company comes to you and says, hey, we would like to use your face as the campaign of our ad. If I'm Colin Kaepernick and they're offering me money to do that, and I can't get a job in my chosen prof- if if I got blackballed or disbarred from the from the from the bar association because of something I said that I believe was right in my conviction in my heart, and then um, ABC Legal Pads came to me and said, "Hey, we'd like to make an ad, and we'd like to use you as the face okay. of our ad." I- I am with you. I am with you until the ad. I'm with you until Nike. And it makes me mad at Nike. It makes me mad at Trump. It makes me mad at me, the media. And it, it to me, I'm like, as a person sitting out here, it's just like, you're just cringing at what's going to happen next that everybody's going to jump on and do. And so Colin Kaepernick is probably different than I have him in my head. And that is a lot to do with the influence of the media, I will admit. But I just got so tired of it. And then and I would and in all honesty, like I don't know what I was looking at because I don't have any social media anymore. But it was a little while ago when a picture was on the internet and it shows, you know, those little clickbait things where it says, and apparently it's showing up on mine. Um, it says look where he grew up, look where Colin Kaepernick grew up and had the picture of him with like a white family, like he was raised or something. And I don't know what it was real or not, but, but I'm just yes, like, that's, that's absolutely correct. Right. So I'm sitting there going, 
oh my gosh, why is that still coming up? And then I had this immediate thought of, you know, something's got to give, something's got to be incorrect here for me to see that picture and see just this family. And then to all of a sudden realize this guy is just a very loud protester protesting America. Like there's something. So in the back of my mind, all that went through my head as I saw that picture, not like, oh, what an idiot because of this. It actually was like, something's got to be wrong there. But it really is just, you just read and read and you show influence. But I never spoke up and talked to people about him. I never once brought that. That's the first time I've talked out loud about him ever. Yeah, I just I, don't, I'm just not going to have an opinion because I'm like, I'm not going to go tra- go find the trail of reactions of who was right about right. Don't so you kind of like, have an opinion already? Because for yep. the second time in our conversation, you've referred to him as loud. Well, and I yeah. guess I'm still trying to to figure out what about him you see as as loud. And this is not an attack on you, listeners. Please don't think I'm okay. attacking Susan. I, I'm really I, trying to understand the psyche behind this because this. I think that Stuart, that I can't hear you anymore. I can't hear you. Can, can you hear me? Oh. Did it end? No, no we're still going. Are you, are you yeah, there? Sh- I'm back. It had a. We'll just get all that out. <laughs> but okay. okay, so no. And, and okay, just, so, just we're we're doing this remotely, and she's in Bastrop, and I'm in Trustful, right outside of Birmingham. So they're going to be yes. technical. Yeah. So we're not going to. We don't want to lose authenticity. So we don't want to hear everything. So what Greg was just saying was you you said he was loud for a second time. When I say loud the second time, I'm saying. I'm actually saying loud because he did the commercial because he is to me. I just, and again, I don't know him. I don't know anything, everything I know about this. Everybody has just heard. So in my thought process for me personally, I would be like, this is going off track here. I'm not going to do a commercial. I'm not going to, because it'll be more confusing. And so for me, that's all I'm saying is I'm like, I would have stepped out of the limelight if it was all inaccurate and wrong and creating anger on both sides. I'm just going to back up and figure out a different way to do this. So that's where but my loud it, comes is from. It, is it possible that the reason he did the commercial outside of any financial pecuniary gain is to raise more awareness and to reach more people? Because remember, at this point, he's blackballed from the NFL. So his message is not getting out there. And his message has been confused and watered down anyway. It could and, be. I don't know. And so is it possible? I mean, let's, let's, um, and, and I'm by no way equating the two because I didn't know, I don't know Carlin Kaepernick personally, and I certainly didn't know Martin Luther King personally. But I mean, in, in the 1960s, people referred to him as loud and a troublemaker. Oh, well, maybe that's why that word is a big deal to you. <laughs> well, I just, I, I just wonder if, if I, I guess I'm just trying to, to, to get an understanding of what makes him loud. I mean, yeah, because I, I think, and not, and you're, you're certainly entitled to your opinion, but I just, I just need to understand the basis of your opinion because, you know, if, if I'm raising awareness to something as a, as a black person, Sometimes you're you're portrayed as loud or a troublemaker if you're trying to upset the status quo. And here, Kaepernick is clearly trying to upset right. the status quo. 
Well, but I can only respond in the way for me and how I think. And when I say loud, I'm also talking about protesting and loud is a word that goes with protesting, but there's quiet, like me growing up, never understood a quiet protest until I really, um, read like a book to the kids about Martin Luther King Jr. And then the movie Selma. And so seeing that I'm like, okay, I started understanding more the quiet. So I kind of have the word loud in my head just because I would have gone away. I wouldn't have done the commercial, but I also have to admit I'm, I'm white. (laughs) I I've had a voice I've, I've had, so I can't, if we slow down and have the conversation you're and I are having, I can kind of go, okay. Yeah. He's, he, he has this platform that I haven't fought for all my life. Cause I didn't understand it. And I didn't know that that was how you do that. Or that is something he has to fight for. I would have, I, I never, I also never saw, Maybe there were interviews and he talked about it, but I would have loved to have heard him talk once he was out there so much. I needed to see something and listen to him talk and go, oh, wow, because I had in the back of my mind always. And again, I never brought it up or talked about it because I'm like, I don't know enough and I don't care enough to go read about it to bring it up. So I'm not going to bring it up. Right. I'm not going to bring it up unless I really want to talk about it or know enough. And, you know, but I, I do remember reading about the guy that came in the second guy, the other NFL player who was military and said all of that to him. And my heart hurt because I was like, wow. So he got, he actually was given the support to do that. And then it didn't work out very well for him. That really kind of stinks. And to be honest with you, I remember thinking that and feeling that, but then I was so entrenched in everything I was reading or hearing or seeing the commercial and hearing people talk that I'm like, uh, he's just, he's being ridiculous and spoiled and loud. So it wasn't a loud as in, I, I understand now what you're saying when like, um, if a black person is loud, that's different than if a white person is loud. Those are actually kind of different historically because Absolutely. yes, I, and that I get that, but I didn't know I triggered that when I said that I was just thinking, well, he's protesting. And I'm like, he's kind of being loud in the sense of he's not going away. And I just don't like loud people, <laughs> but not anything to do with well, race. Here's but... a shocker. Neither do I. You don't either. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you know what? And, and I think you're right that it may be somewhat indicative of, a, of a trigger word for me because historically I've always I've always viewed the perception of if a black person is called loud and, and let's, let's be clear. There are, there are loud people on all spectrums of the, the race line mm-hmm. that should just be quiet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if a, if a person is out trying to raise awareness of a systemic problem and that's occurring in their ethnic group and they're doing it in what I consider to be, you know, the most effective manner possible. And then they're told, you know, they, they used to have a, a, a term for that, you know, Martin Luther King, again, he was loud, but he was also called things like, you know, well, he's just an uppity nigger. And, and mm-hmm. that's a term that, that is, that was thrown about a lot in yeah. the, late 60s and early 70s when these these african-american and black people started i said and these these black people 
started <laughs> protesting and, and raising awareness for that. Right. Now, those were the quote unquote peaceful protesters. Then you had the other end of the spectrum. And so you had you had the Black Panthers Party. They were considered <laughs> thugs because yeah. they had the audacity yeah. to challenge, to openly challenge authority and not just try to change the system. So mm -hmm. they were considered thugs. They would have been, in Donald Trump's mind, thugs. Right. You had um, Malcolm X. And I've always said that Martin Luther King was probably so effective or was as effective as he was because the people against Martin Luther King looked to Malcolm X and they saw what the alternative could be. You know, this is a guy that that probably acted as a counterweight to mm -hmm. the nonviolent protest of Martin Luther King because, you know, the powers that be at that time, they were truly and probably rightfully afraid that this guy could literally raise an army. Yeah. And 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 cause this these actual violent protests that they fear so much even today. Right. That's really sad to think. Well, we don't want this to happen, so we'll listen to this just because of the scariness of the Black Panthers. That's extremely sad to think about the fact that that actually did work and it was effective. It's well, you I hate, mean, not only like, did it work, it's, it's probably still occurring today. I mean, well, you know, you, yeah. you've got Colin Kaepernick on, on one side and, yeah. you know, then you have people saying, well, we're not going to, we're not going to protest against the national anthem. We're against protesting against the national anthem, but we're also against police brutality. So let's work together with the police and let's work together with the community and, and come up with a, a way to, to to solve this issue and it's it's an right. un, first of all it's an unsolvable <laughs> issue but that's a whole other podcast well, well i think it's just yeah it's be too large but that kind of brings me to what i think would be interesting to talk about next week if i can figure out how to get it into a podcast topic for us which is what we just did which is talking to each other and me kind of like gaining or i don't want to say admitting but coming back to the fact that i had empathy for him for Kaepernick, Kaepernick, whenever I kind of realized that it got out of hand, but I still stayed on the fringes with everybody else and just read the, the, the headlines and stayed frustrated and like, Oh, we just have this other thing that's frustrating. This is not just another thing. And I don't mean it that way, but it's just, okay, let's count how many people get on their knee. And then you hear, Oh, this is going to be terrible. And what's going to come of this. And, and a politician actually talking about the NFL. It's like, what are you doing? Leave it alone. Stay out of it. And, so for me, it's about that relationship of us talking about it because I was kind of nervous having to describe what I think of him and then admitting that I had an opinion about him when I don't know enough to have an opinion about him. And but you're still to entitled to that. that opinion. I mean, it's just, you know, I, right, I'm just always I, of the mindset, if you have an opinion, you've got to be convicted enough in that opinion to be able to to support right. that opinion. And that's probably well, but, just the lawyer in me. You know? No, I, I think it is the lawyer in you, but it, it is because it works. Because I honestly didn't have an opinion. I had a reaction. And a reaction is like not actually having a feeling or a real opinion about it. And once we broke it down, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm really not 
you know, I can say it's, it's frustrating for him. At the same time, I'm still frustrated with the, I don't know what I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated with the mainstream media because I think it just totally picks up everything and, and chews it up and throws it back the way that it wants. And politicians grab on and say, what can it do to serve me? How can it serve me? But the way I, I think about it is it takes people just having a conversation and talking about how they feel in the moment and what's really going on and not being judged and being allowed to just say what they really had their response as, which is, that is am I wrong? Like, am I wrong for thinking this? I got to put it out so there. That is so well said. That is yeah. so well said. That's absolutely correct. Instead of having a debate about every issue, yeah. then sometimes debate. it's okay to just have a conversation about the issue because yeah. you probably will end up making more headway having the conversation because I debate literally for a living and you know right but they, when you debate debating only works if you don't let your feelings get in the way but right. relationship relationships don't work if you don't allow the feelings to come in so you can't just sit and debate in order to change a movement you have to relate sure, to each because other <laughs> by its very nature when you debate you're entrenched in that position and you're not changing right. and you don't care if the other side comes yeah. to see your point of view the goal is to win it's to and, win yeah you know so yeah and, and that's what i've started reading this book called be the bridge and it was it's by latasha morrison and um it was after the color of compromise, it actually popped up and said, you should read this book too. And so I started reading it and it's, it's about pursuing God's heart for racial reconciliation. And it just talks about coming together and relating, but the way it, it says, it's like, you've got to come in and be honest and open about what's going on so that, and I liked how it said, you have to have acknowledgement of the harm so that you can find empathy for the other person. And so what you and I just did by talking about Kaepernick, how do I say it? Kaeper Kaepernick? Kaepernick. I'm terrible with words. With Kaepernick is it actually created empathy by talking. And now I, you know, I might buy a Nike shirt again. I don't know. I was <laughs> 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 kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so maybe next time what we can actually get into, we like to tease ideas and you know what, if y'all send in emails and questions, we might actually stick with that idea. If you ask about it, maybe, <laughs> but um, like, I, maybe. I do want to tell sis out there, um, yeah. here, here's something you can consider for the next, next podcast. Should people who are unvaccinated be allowed to take up ICU beds? And that's that. our show for this week. We appreciate you guys. No, actually, I, that's I had your a, firecracker. I had a, I had a debate, <laughs> a, a conversation with my sister-in-law, um, and she is she she has a very similar mindset to me on social issues, mm -hmm. and she even told me I was wrong for thinking that. And so, yeah. what I wanted so, to do was actually get her on the um, on the line. Mm -hmm. And, and bring her in as a guest and so when we talk about what what you just mentioned about you know what we could bring maybe we can we can also touch on that a little bit because that's something i've been kicking around in in my in my head I'm if i go to that if i go to the hospital as a vaccinated person with a pulmonary embolism and not i need an icu bed um, should you kick the unvaccinated person who's been taking horse heartworm medicine out of that ICU bed and give it to me? 
Okay, one. <laughs> I just want. Okay, nope. We'll leave it with this. But let's just say my mom shows up in your ICU, and okay. she's not she's not vaccinated, right. and she's seventy eight years old, and mm-hmm. all you know is that she's unvaccinated, and you have to decide to keep her or leave her. But she just got over brain surgery, and if she would have gotten the vaccination, it would have made her so sick that she would have become more sick and gone into a nursing home. So we had to wait a while. There's so many different situations. Yeah, so it's more nuanced than just my, either you're vaccinated or you're not. But again- She's getting vaccinated this week, but still. She had a very similar, (laughs) she had a very similar um, reaction as you. And and I'm sure that my opinion is in the minority, probably in the very small minority. Well, I don't think you'll be in the minority. It's probably I, more nuanced than I've made it. You're right. It, you just gave a perfect example of why. Most most of what you nuanced. make most of what you make is nuanced. But <laughs> in the sense of what was I going to say? Um, I lost it. I lost what I was going to say. I lost well, my we words. We got a whole everybody. week for you to. <laughs> we got a whole week to figure it, it out. <laughs> we'll just we'll figure that out. Um, darn it! It was really good too. All right. Okay, everybody, thanks for being with us. We still look forward to emails. We look forward to um, comments and praises and feedback. We love all of it. We would love to hear what you think. But um, y'all have a great week, and um, we'll see you in Episode 7. Thanks.